Adam Crowley. You don't know any of the lyrics? There are no lyrics. <laughs> but if I had to mix them up, I would probably go with Oh, Chechnya, oh, Chechnya. I love this freaking country. The Adam Crowley Show. Love that show. On ESPN Pittsburgh. The Penguins should be better next year. I mean, they got Matt Cullen and Jack Johnson after all. Woohoo! Stanley Cup! Or bust. Well, yeah, okay, those are the expectations, but not because Cullen and Jack Johnson have been added. Oh, no, the expectations should be high next year for the Penguins to win their third championship in four years because the top of the roster's as damn good as the top of the roster is. It's as good as any roster in the National Hockey League. Jesse Marshall was just on in the last hour, and he compared Pittsburgh's to Washington's and then put a tier below the Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I'm inclined to believe him, and I'm inclined to believe my eyes. Washington was great in the playoffs last year. Braden Holpe played the best hockey of his career. Alexander Ovechkin had a playoffs for the ages. Evgeny Kuznetsov might have even had a better playoff, and they got goals Eight of them, in fact, from guys in the fourth line like Devontae Smith-Pelly. So Washington's got a pretty darn good roster. They also don't lose anything other than Brooks Orpik, and let's face it, my God, that ain't a loss. So the Penguins are right there with them. And the Penguins are right there with Tampa. And the Penguins are right there with the Maple Leafs. What could the Penguins have done this offseason to jump ahead of those teams? What could the Penguins have done this offseason to, when they play Washington again in the second round, and it's going to happen, beat them this time? Well, I think it's simple. It's not the addition of Matt Cullen. It's not the addition of a guy like Jack Johnson. It's not the subtraction of Connor Sherry or Matt Hunwick. No, it's Evgeny Malkin being the Evgeny Malkin he was in round one of the playoffs. It's Evgeny Malkin being an absolute monster. Halfway through the season, the Penguins were floundering. They didn't have any direction to go but up, but they needed somebody to pull them up from the britches and make them playoff contenders again, Stanley Cup contenders again. And the guy who did that was Evgeny Malkin. Think about the goal he scored in Game 1 against the Philadelphia Flyers. Think about the way that he burst onto the scene. Five points, four games, put the Penguins on his back, along with Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel. Crosby and Gensel were great. In the first two rounds of these playoffs. So much so that they were, I think, fourth and fifth in scoring after the playoffs had concluded after only playing a series in six games. But that meant the Penguins were a one-line team. So did the Penguins fix their fourth-line problem? Did they fix their depth problem with their signings that they made yesterday? I don't think so. They fixed their depth problem with Evgeny Malkin being healthy. After he got hurt, he was not the same player in the playoffs last year. He was an MVP caliber player through the first four games. Derek Broussard is a really good number two center, I think, in the National Hockey League. For a playoff team, he can be your number two center. He's the Penguins three center. Don't tell me they don't have depth. The depth just didn't perform. Derek Broussard was not good enough. And eventually, when they were driving possession in the last two games of the Washington series, it was too little too late. 
And the Penguins didn't necessarily know where to play him. That's not a problem with not having the depth. That's the players that you have providing the depth not being good enough at that job description. And I think it's because of injury. So if you consider him being your third-line center and you consider him being healthy next year, Penguins have a great third line, maybe the best third line in hockey, which brings us to Phil Kessel. Does he play alongside Malkin or does he play alongside Broussard? If he's got time to figure it out alongside Broussard, I figure the two could play pretty darn well together. And if they play darn well together, well, there you go. That's the Penguins' third line. Depth problem solved. It's really not more complicated than that. All the hand-wringing and teeth-gnashing and butthole-puckering that has come with Jack Johnson becoming the Penguins' fifth defenseman is absurd. All of the people who are complaining and moaning and griping about Matt Cullen coming in at 42 years old, shut the hell up. Man, we do this every year when the Steelers are competing in training camp. Who's going to be man 52? Who's going to be man 53 on the roster? Who's going to be the third quarterback? Is so-and-so going to be out such-and-such at the long snapper position? Who the bleep cares? If Ben Roethlisberger is Ben Roethlisberger, and Antonio Brown does what he's done the last five years, they're going to have a shot. If Sidney Crosby performs the way Sidney Crosby did, in these playoffs, next playoffs, and he gets a little bit of help. The Penguins can hoist the Stanley Cup again. It ain't about the bottom of the roster with this team. It helps to have depth. When guys get hurt, you can move them up and down the roster. I think Matt Cullen will be valuable there. It helps when you lose a Malkin for a week or two and you can slide up Derek Broussard. That helps you in the regular season, and it might help you win a game or two in the playoffs. On that point, from that standpoint, it's important that these acquisitions were made. Jack Johnson, you can move him up, he can play big minutes, he's done it before. But the Penguins aren't not going to hoist the Stanley Cup because of Jack Johnson. They're also not going to hoist it because of him. Matt Cullen's not going to be the reason these Penguins win the Stanley Cup. He's just not going to be. He scored four goals three years ago when they won the Cup, and they were all important. You need contribution from your fourth line, but... If the stars aren't the stars and you need Matt Cullen to lift you up from the bootstraps, you're done. You ain't going to survive. Devontae Smith-Pelly can score eight goals for Washington, but it doesn't matter unless Alexander Ovechkin does what he did. It doesn't matter unless Evgeny Kuznetsov does what he did. Washington's the perfect example here. The perfect example of how you can get better in an offseason just by your better players being those great players when they need to be. Kuznetsov has been a bum in the playoffs up until this year. Alexander Ovechkin's always been good, but not good enough. And yeah, the bottom six helped. But when you have your top six rolling and your best player, your goaltender playing the way he's playing, you can win the whole darn thing. The Penguins need better from Malkin. And by that, I mean he needs to be healthy. They need better from Bassard, which means he needs to be healthy. And God only knows what the hell was going on with Phil Kessel but that guy was the Penguins' best player, arguably, the last two Stanley Cup runs, and he was ass this last opportunity. If they're better, it doesn't matter if I'm on the fifth pairing, third pairing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I'm playing fourth-line center. It does not matter. They can carry the Penguins, and if the Penguins are going to be better, it's going to be because of that. And if they are healthy, they will be. They didn't need to add much. This notion that they weren't deep enough last year is, to me, comical. Because they were. They just had the wrong players go down at the wrong time.
And that happens. It's hockey. The puck bounces funny. So does your hamstring. The puck bounces funny. You know what? Your groin, it's an easy thing to pull. I know I do it every day. Penguins will be fine. They need Crosby to do what he did. They need Malkin to play well. They need Phil Kessel to play well. And that's why you pay these big players that money. That's it. You pay them to be the stars. They have to be that. And aside from Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin when he was healthy, nobody else really came when they were called upon. 412-922-2874. We're going to talk to Josh Yoey about all that in about eight minutes here on the Crowley Show. John Tortorella melted down. And you know what? You could probably forget the things that I've said for the last eight minutes. Because Jack Johnson, his signing was already worth it. Yeah, John Tortorella had an aneurysm of words. Jack Johnson said this when he was signed, quote, I've been looking to be in a winning culture, end quote. Jim Rutherford said of Johnson, I don't think he had a bad year. He was a healthy scratch at the end of the season. I know the reason why. It wasn't because of how we were playing. Oh, and that pissed John Tortorella off. He said, quote, no one wishes anything bad to happen to Jack Johnson and his family. We wish him the best. But for him to put it the way he put it today is bull bleep. And to have a general manager question our decision-making from three hours away, he must be a bleeping magician. End quote. You're right about the last part, John. He is a bleeping magician. I love that part, though. Before the bleeping magician. To have a general manager question our decision-making from three hours away? How dare he? It's not as if John Tortorella hasn't called into question other regimes in front offices throughout the years. It's a cheap, dirty hit. It's just... I wonder what would happen if we did it to their two whining stars over there. I wonder what would happen. So I'm anxious to see what happens with the league with this. Just no respect amongst players. None. It's sickening. It's one of the most arrogant organizations in the league. They whine about this stuff all the time, and look what happens. Just no respect. No respect. None. No respect. It's sickening. It bothers me to my core. John Tortorella complaining about the Penguins brass, talking about their organization is funny to me. When he was the New York Rangers coach, he had the gall to do that. Now, he's been a little bit friendlier with the Penguins since Mike Sullivan, his boy, took the job. And how can he not be? Because the Penguins have won the championship the last two years. Now, I know that Jack Johnson has backpedaled here. I know that Jack Johnson feels bad, and he probably said what he said because he wants to endear himself to Penguins fans. But if Jack Johnson did mean what he said about winning culture, here's how he could have expanded upon that. The Penguins are coming off being back-to-back cup champions. It's a one-year hiatus. So that's two championships in three years. And it was two in two years. The Jackets, the team that he's coming from, the one that supposedly, according to John Tortorella, has a winning culture, they haven't ever won more than two games in a playoff series. Ever. Two games. In a series. In their history. So if Torts wants to be pissed, I get it. Because it was a slap in the face to the organization. But the reality is, it is a second-rate organization. It's a cool arena. It's a cool area. They've built themselves up to be a good hockey team, but they have never won a playoff series. Ipso facto, second-rate organization. 
The reason John Tortorella blew his lid is because Jack Johnson's right. The reason John Tortorella lost his bleep is because Jim Rutherford is right. Jim Rutherford is one of the best general managers that the game's ever seen. He's won the Stanley Cup three times, and once in Kara friggin' Lana. My God. He can say what he wants. Torts can get pissed about whatever he wants, too. But I think the reason why it struck this much of a nerve is because he knows behind what Jack Johnson was saying, there's some weight. It's reality. Win a playoff series, Torts. Because if you don't this year, you're gone. And then we'll see what third-rate organization hires you then. Coming up next, we got Josh Yowie of The Athletic to talk about all that. John Tortorella, Penguins getting better. Where's Matt Cullen going to fit in? Where's Jack Johnson going to fit in? So many questions for Josh. It's the Crowley Show. It's a cheap, dirty hit. Just no respect amongst players. The cheap, dirty hit. It's one of the most arrogant organizations in the league. The cheap, dirty hit. It's sickening. It's just a cheap, dirty hit. Just go stand somewhere else. They whine about this stuff all the time, and look what happens. It's sickening. Have you ever fought before? You are probably beat up in the bus stop most of the time. He pisses me off. I don't know what the hell it is. I wish I could give you an explanation about it. I can't. I thought the game just sucked. I would have asked for my money back if I watching that thing. Don't put words in my mouth. Kiss my Just shut up. Would you get me the hell out of here, please? It's a cheap, dirty hit. Just no respect amongst players. The cheap, dirty hit. It's one of the most arrogant organizations in the league. The cheap, dirty hit. It's sickening. It's just a cheap, dirty hit. Just go stand somewhere else. The Adam Crowley Show. Are you putting me in a position to pull a Phil Kessel or something like that right now? Is that what you're saying? I think you did pull a Phil Kessel, and now we're calling you on it like we're calling Dunlap, baby. <laughs> Oh, man. Am I on the air right now? Yeah, you're on the air. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger is a better player than Tom Brady. According to Scott, I don't know where he's from, the most seasons with a 90-plus passer rating in NFL history, Peyton Manning had 13, Drew Brees has 12, Tom Brady has 11, Ben Roethlisberger has 12. Therefore... I am reporting it exclusively here on the Crowley Show. Breaking news, Ben Roethlisberger, a better quarterback. Broken a lot. Flash flood warning. For the following county, Butler, Pennsylvania. The National Weather Service in Pittsburgh has issued a flash flood warning for Western Butler County in West Central Pennsylvania until 8.30 p.m. At 6.23 p.m., radar indicated heavy rain in the warned area. Flash flooding, expected. Estimated rainfall, up to 2 inches. Additional rainfall, up to 1 half inch. Some locations that may experience flooding include Zelianople,
Germany. This includes Interstate 79 in Pennsylvania between mile markers 55 and 60. Act quickly and move to higher ground now. Please report flooding by calling 412-262-1988, posting to the National Weather Service Pittsburgh Facebook page, or using Twitter at NWS Pittsburgh. And when he got finished milking me, I just punched him in the face. Ugh. Wow, that's a hell of a story. I know. Yeah. I know. Jeez. I know. I did not see it going that way. Yeah, me neither. I thought that you would have thought, I'd thought that he was doing me a favor. For real. That's what I thought at first. I know, right. Yeah. And then the olive oil? Wow. That's a curveball. <laughs> I mean, like... Who thinks to use that? <laughs> it's kind of genius, but scary at the same time. It was terrifying. Time. Honestly, yeah. it was one of the it was one of the more terrifying experiences of my life, and I went in with such optimism. Well, I'm glad you're all right, man. Yeah. I think the Penguins went into this offseason with optimism. And now they've signed Jack Johnson and Matt Cullen. What's it mean for the club? Josh Yowie joins us now from The Athletic to discuss. Josh! Hello. I'm all right. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm back from vacation. The Penguins got Dad back. What's not to like? You only gained three pounds on vacation, which is a remarkable accomplishment, by the way. I saw you tweeting about that. I don't know how that happened. I really don't. Yeah, I... Uh, good for you. I mean, I'm I'm impressed. I mean, you've seen me put beers away. It was about 10, 12 a day. It's just you're not shy. <laughs> I am not shy at all, baby. Uh, <laughs> Josh, uh, the Penguins not shy about making moves in free agency, although no huge moves. Obviously, uh, Jack Johnson, though, I feel like is being treated by the fan base as this huge move, uh, as if his signing is the key to whether or not they win the cup. I actually like the move. I don't think there's much to hate about it. I know the analytics aren't great. What do the Penguins see in him that makes them think that this is the right guy at the right time? Well, there are a lot of people in the organization who just think very highly of Jack Johnson, the hockey player. Of course, Jim Rutherford drafted him in 2005. He's always loved them. Um, everybody knows how close he is with Sid. And, and what I thought was the most interesting thing to come out of Jim Rutherford's press conference yesterday was when he acknowledged that Mike Sullivan himself broke down the game film of a lot of games late last season, right before Jack Johnson was scratched, and they thought he was playing well. And remember, this is you know a guy they see four times a year, and they've seen him in the playoffs on a couple of occasions. They've seen a lot of Jack Johnson over the years. So they have their own built-in scouting report on this guy, and they think he makes their depth better. They think he's a legitimately good number five defenseman. And you know what? Their top four is already pretty good. And if he can be a steady figure along with Jamie Alexiak in the last pairing, uh, $3 million or a little bit over that isn't that big of a deal. One of the things I saw in Jack Johnson is that he makes a really good first pass. Uh, he has one of the highest completion rates on the outlet pass in the entire National Hockey League. That sounds pretty darn good for the Penguin system and what they're trying to do. Yeah, I think that makes him that much more effective on a team with good forwards. And even though Columbus is a solid team, uh, the Blue Jackets do not have Sid or Gino or Phil Kessel. They just don't. They're not that style of team. And, um, yeah, so I think from everything I've been told, the book on Jack is sometimes he tries to do too much. He tries to, you know, end-to-end rushes, that kind of thing. And he, he's not going to pull that off. He, he needs to stop doing that. But if he is simple, if he does just get the puck to the forwards, he does so very well. And I think, you know, when you think of that and all the Penguins will ask him to do, I think the system is probably a good fit for him. And just talking with people who know Jack more than I do, 
I think he's going to be really, really motivated. I, I do. I, I have a feeling this is going to work out okay. Josh Joey from The Athletic joining us here on the Crowley Show. So you do think he's going to wind up at least starting with Jamie Alexiak? I think so. I know there's been some talks that maybe he'll play with Schultz and Mata will play with Alexiak, and that way they can kind of spread the minutes out a little bit. And that's possible. I mean, listen, when we talk about line combinations and deep pairs, everyone's going to play with everyone, and eventually we'll see what happens. I mean, we know Dumoulin and Latang are almost certain to play together. But other than that, you know, they'll mix and match a little bit. But I think the second and third pairings, respectively, will probably see an even amount of ice time. So I don't think you're going to have one that you say that's the second pairing and the other one that's the third pairing. I think they'll divide it up. Personally, I really like Schultz and Mata together. I think yeah. it's a really good second unit, but they'll figure it out. And the good thing is Alexiak and Jack Johnson are both pretty comfortable on the right side, so they have some flexibility there too. Josh, haven't the Penguins bought themselves and Jim Rutherford bought himself uh, the opportunity to sign a guy like this and get some benefit of the doubt given the way that they've treated some of these defenseman acquisitions over the last couple of years? Yeah, I think so. And I've heard a lot of people say, well, Schultz was 25 and Alexiak is 25 and this guy's 31, so he's beyond help. Uh, I don't think that's fair to Jack. I mean, Jack's never really become a star the way people thought he would when he was a third overall pick. But there is clearly some talent there. And I would suggest that the coaching in Pittsburgh is a heck of a lot better than it is in Columbus. Uh-oh. Columbus was not... <laughs> he's going to was... come after you now, Yoey. I know. i, I got to watch what I say. I actually might pick a fight with the Columbus media just to, to fit in. <laughs> oh, you Aaron know, Ports like line, you up. dirty dog, you. I know it. I know it. Um, but, no, I mean, listen, Columbus last year was not a good defensive team. If you watch them in the playoffs against Washington or even the games against the Penguins, they give up a ton of scoring chances. They, they did it all season, and yet they have Seth Jones. They have Zach Wierenski. They have Savard. They had Ian Cole. They had Jack Johnson, Ryan Murray. Those are good defensemen. Okay, and they were still that bad of a team defensively. That tells me something's not adding up with the way that team's being coached, in particular the defensemen. And I really do believe that Gonshar can make this guy better. Maybe not that much better, but they don't need him to be a star. They'd be a good number five defenseman. That's all they need. Matt Cullen, fourth-line center, fourth-line left wing, third-line center. Is Riley Shea in the fourth-line center? Is Derek Broussard going to move to wing? What's the plan here? I like to just call him dad and keep it at that. I don't know. Um, the thing, the things about good dads is, you know, they're versatile people. Uh, no, I, 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 here, here was my first impulse when I heard about this trade. And I know how much Jim loves Matt Cullen, so I wasn't shocked by it. And I'm, I'm not predicting this is going to happen, but keep this in mind. I would not be shocked if Derek Broussard gets traded at some point. And, and they can trade him now if they want, because they're comfortable with Shane being the number three center. And they're obviously comfortable with Matt Cullen being the number four center. So as the lineup is right now, it'll be Shane and Cullen on the fourth line. Which one's on the wing? I would guess Cullen, maybe. He has played a lot of wing in his career. But they're both so versatile, and it really doesn't matter. But I think those two together give you two-thirds of a pretty darn good fourth line. Yeah, I think so, too. And it seemed like that move was even getting criticized, which I don't understand. $650,000 for a guy that's right. going to play on your fourth line and in a pinch could move up. What is not to like there? Listen, the Twitter community is incredibly angry right now. I don't like, like I don't know. I, I, I just don't know what it is. I, I mean, you said it. It's a one-year deal. It's $650,000. And the thing about Colin 
I, I was not an advocate of bringing Chris Kunitz back. If you look at his numbers from the last five years, he's on a very steady decline, okay? Matt Cullen's not. And I realize eventually he won't be able to keep playing like this. But his numbers have been almost identical the last four or five years. He can still really skate. He's working cheap, 650000 Um, I don't know what isn't the like. I really don't. And, you know, I, I know sometimes we talk too much about good guys in the locker room, that kind of stuff. But if they do need some leadership, if Zach Addison Reese or Daniel Sprong or whoever does need someone to look up to, there is not a finer human being than Matt Collins for, for that kind of a role. So I, I have no issue at all. And listen, look at the fourth line last year. Who's a better hockey player, Tom Kunako or Matt Collins? I will take 41-year-old Matt Cullen over Tom Kunakle any day of the week. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Josh Joey joining us here on the Crowley Show. Josh, do you think that Jim Rutherford is done? Do you think this is the group he goes into the regular season with? Uh, I think it's possible. Uh, I, I don't hey, – he can't really sign anyone else. He's going to sign Jamie Alexiak, who still needs – that needs taken care of. But other than that, he, he doesn't have the – financial flexibility to sign anyone else really on, on the market. So the only thing he could do is make a trade, and it's possible. He, he really still wants one more, like, top six left winger type. He really, you know, in his perfect world, he would have added someone like that. The prices in free agency were insane. He talked with Carolina about Jeff Skinner. That didn't really materialize. So a trade is possible, and if anyone is to be traded off of the Penguins roster, I think it will be Broussard because you could really get something in return for him, and they're just so loaded at center they could do it. I know a lot of people are fancy with the idea of uh, trading Carl Hagelin. I don't think that serves a purpose at this point. You only wanted to get rid of him to save money, and you already did that with Sherry and Hunwick. Hagelin's overpaid because he doesn't score that much, but he still helps you in the playoffs. I don't know if that's somebody you want to trade right now. I, I think you just keep him one more year and let him walk next summer. I also wouldn't like to see them trade Broussard, Josh. I just think that they tried so hard last year to get deep down the middle, and I think that you don't want to have to rely on Shane as your third-line center if you've only got Matt Cullen to back them up, especially given the age of Matt Cullen. That's not to say that I think the guy's going to get hurt or anything like that, but you don't want to take that risk. I like the idea of having Broussard still as the third-line center. The fit might not be right. Maybe he gets moved during the season, but I'd like to give that another shot. I don't disagree, and I think they would too, but I think they're more willing to trade him than they are some of their other forwards. Put it that way. I I do think there's a sense that, gee, maybe this guy's not quite the player we thought we were getting. Um, Now, that said, I don't think he was healthy. He did have a groin injury late in the regular season. So we have to take that into account. And I agree with you. I mean, ideally, you want that depth. I think Shane's an okay number three center. That's fine. He's a great number four center. Yes. And if Matt Collins your fourth-line winger and a guy that you used to fill in when somebody gets hurt, that's perfect. You don't want Collins playing 15 minutes a night during the regular season anyway. No. So you couldn't really ask for a better situation at center right now. And, and so let's put it this way. I think it's possible. I've heard enough rumblings about Broussard from enough people I trust that it makes me wonder if something won't happen with him at some point. But were I to bet, I would not bet on anything big happening between now and October. Do you think it's better to be deep down the middle or at left wing? I think you'd rather be deep down the middle. Oh, of course. I mean, the Penguins have made a living. The Penguins have made a living on being deep down the middle. And, um, you know, there's no question. Look around. Everyone's trying to do it in the Eastern Conference now. Look at the Maple Leafs, for heaven's sake. Uh, you look around, um, look within their own division, and what Washington has down the middle. Yeah, it, it's a big deal to be deep down the middle, and you can always find a left winger. You can't always find a center. 
as much as we'll touch on all these moves, and I've touched on them on the show, and I'll continue to touch them on touch on them on the show. Uh, I think that the reason the Penguins last year got bounced in the playoffs is because of some untimely defensive gaffes, sure, but because Malkin didn't look the same as he did in the first four games of the Flyers series after he got hurt. Broussard never really got up to speed in terms of his injury. Phil Kessel didn't play well enough, and Matt Murray didn't play well enough. I think that they've got the core there, and if those guys play well, then they're fine. I don't care if Jack Johnson's on your third pair or if Matt Cullen's on your fourth line. If those guys all play the way that they're capable of playing, this team will be right there at the end. Of course, I completely agree. It's kind of like during the Steelers preseason when we obsess over the third-string quarterbacks or you know the third string. Guess what? If Ben plays well, they're probably going to win. You know, it's the same thing. Uh, the fact of the matter is, yes, Crosby and Gensel were great against Washington. Malkin was playing hurt and was not effective. Murray did not have a good series. Uh, Crystal Tang was awful in Game Five. Bill Kessel was either hurt or just had the worst series of his life. That's why they lost. Yes. But those are still the guys you have to trust because those aren't easily replaceable people, and that's the foundation of the team. So, yes, it'll help to have more depth. And I always hear people say, well, you got to have a fourth line that can score. Well, that's a nice bonus. It does help. But if the big guys play well and they're healthy, you take your chances with this team every time. You like what the Penguins have down the middle better than what the Maple Leafs do? Yeah, I do, but it's pretty comparable now. Yes. Um, it's a far as the Matthews. That's pretty scary. No question. I'll still take Crosby and Malkin over those two for a couple of more years anyway. Uh, Matthews is so much younger. I mean, he's going to be a great player for a long time. But Crosby and Malkin um, have not really showed any signs of age to me into their 30s so far. Eventually they will. But uh, with those two and Broussard and Shane and Cullen to fill in, um, yeah, I will still take the Penguins, but I will say I think the Maple Leafs down the middle are as close to the Penguins city team we've seen in the Crosby era. Whoa, all right. Josh Yoey, last couple of things from The Athletic, joining us here on the Crowley Show. I think the East is absolutely loaded now, Josh. Boston's are still a really good team. Uh, Toronto now takes the step towards being a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. Uh, Tampa Bay had a great season last year and had an opportunity to beat Washington, and obviously we all know what happened there. Uh, New Jersey, I don't think, is going away. Philadelphia gets better, although a silly price there. I think that the East is as deep as it's been now in probably four or five years, maybe. It's frighteningly deep, and, you know, the Stanley Cup winners come out of the East for the last three years of the Metropolitan Division. In fact, you said it. I still think Pittsburgh and Washington are probably the two best teams, that, which is to say I think whoever wins that series in the second round next May very well may win the Cup again. Yeah. But you're right. Toronto's a scary team now. And they still have some defensive issues. But, my God, their forwards are so good. Um, Tampa, let's not forget about how good Tampa and Boston were. And you said it. New Jersey's not going anywhere. Columbus is still a playoff caliber team. Even the bad teams. Okay, yeah, there's a bad team in these. We supposed to beat Henrik Lundqvist, you know. I and mean, that's that's what I see when I look at Florida. Florida almost made the playoffs last yeah. year. They're they're sneaky good. They're going to be better than people think. So the East is way way better than the West right now. It's kind of the anti NBA. We got to touch on John Tortorella here before you go. I love it, but I also think that if you're the guy who's always saying the people are whining, if you're the guy who's always in the thick of things, then maybe it's you who's the whiner. Uh, yeah. I feel bad for Jack Johnson. I can tell you from being there yesterday, I don't think he meant to talk smack at all on the Blue Jackets. I really don't. I I, I truly believe, and I've heard this about Jack, he's the kind of guy, he reads everything on Twitter, he reads every article written about him. 
he was hearing all the stuff Penguins fans were saying about him. I think he just wanted to kind of ingratiate himself to Penguins fans a little bit. I really believe that. I think he was just trying to come off as a good guy, and I think he is. Um, so I felt bad for him. Jim threw a little bit of a barb. Um, Torts overreacted in a very big way. But Torts is so entertaining that I, I, I don't get upset about it. I actually thought it was hilarious. Aaron Portsline, my colleague from The Athletic, texted me last night. He said, wait until you read this article I'm about to publish. I'm like, okay, whatever. Then I read it. And I said, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever read. <laughs> he did say one thing I thought John Tortorella did in that article with Portsline that was factually accurate, and that is that Jim Rutherford is a bleeping magician. I think he got that part <laughs> right. I think he nailed that. Uh, Josh, appreciate uh, the time as always, man. Keep up the good work. All right, buddy. I'll see you. You know what's been pissing me off lately? The sun. I'm back from the beach, and I've got no tan, white hair, and a heat rash. I suppose I should be pissed about global warming and the deterioration of the ozone layer, but I'm not. People are idiots. We don't know better. Aerosol in the air? Sure. Why not? We're dumb. But the sun is the king of the planets. It's supposed to be smart. Take it a little easier on your Irish pal here, okay? Or else I'll moon you. Oh, no. No pisses me off. Local news trying to scare you with the story about the lady who blew her arm up with vape batteries here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> hey, dumbass, vape batteries are safe if you use them correctly. Look, I'm not saying this lady is dumb. I'm saying she's extremely freaking stupid. There's things you don't do with batteries, like leave them in the heat in your purse. Guess what? Science will take over. They're batteries. They explode when they get hot in 100-degree weather. I don't want to vape illegally, but I will, and it'll be because of your dumbass not knowing how to use batteries. You know what's really been pissing me off? Golf. I never thought that torturing yourself could feel so good, but then I started to play golf. I went out this past weekend and played 18, and I lost nine golf balls. For all you math whizzes out there, that's coming in at an average of losing half a ball per hole. I mean, why would I continue to do this to myself? Yet I'm already booked up to donate about 10 golf balls to the woods at Hickory Heights Golf Club this coming Saturday. I don't know why I'm addicted to something that I'm so bad at, but you know what I do know is that you can leave your judgment to me at the door. Because what really pisses me off is when people judge me for my... Were you going to say your double chin? I have a double chin. No, you don't. I was just kidding. No, oh, thank God. I was just trying to make a joke that was Woo! three of them. Yeah, different. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> no, no. Whoa! Chin. <laughs> hey, do you guys want to win a pair of tickets to the All Star Craft Beer, Wine, and Cocktail Festival at PNC Park on Saturday, August 11th? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. do. Well, neither of you are eligible. Oh, but you are. You can get more info on the event at ESPNPGH.com. Winners must be 21 or over. What do I do, Tom? Do I just give them. Give Let's them make a caller number four. You know what we're going to do? We're going to make it caller number 26 because no, I hate Tom. No, <laughs> caller 26 at 412-922-2874, and you will get... Hold on. For legal purposes, we really have to nail this down. Is it 6 or is it 24? Is it 4 or is it 26? What are we doing here? Uh, my name's on the show. I will say... Caller 970. <laughs> we can't do that either. How about... Let's go caller number... How about a sprint? Caller number one. First one in the door. No. I want to see how many people are out there listening. Okay. Okay. What's John Tavares is number tw- 91. Should he Should we 91st caller? Let's do the 17th caller. How about that? All right. What's the prize again? The prize is the cocktail festival at PNC Park on Saturday, August 11th. Good luck.
Coming up next, hottest take of the day, other crap, and the three stars of the show. The number, by the way, 412-922-2874. Now I don't give the number. <laughs> That's 412-922-2874, ESPN Pittsburgh. Celebrate the 4th with $4 during Aaron's 4th of July event. You heard right. Just $4 gets you started leasing to own top brands and furniture, electronics, and appliances with no credit needed. And as always, there's free delivery and setup. So celebrate the 4th because just $4 gets you started. Visit a participating Aaron's store or Aaron's.com June 29th through July 4th during Aaron's 4th of July event. July 1st and 4th online only. Transaction advertised as a rental purchase agreement. Some restrictions apply. See store for details. Well, that's unsettling. <laughs> no one called to get the cocktail weekend at Heinz Field, August 11th, 412-922-2874. Oh, here they come. Oh, yeah, they're there. Yeah, a bunch of them. Hmm. hmm. I see. We... The Adam Crowley Show. Cindy Crosby got rubbed by the glove on power play. And they're... Did I say rub? You guys looked at each other like I said rub. Didn't yeah, and then you added by the glove. Oh, you got rubbed by the glove? You're going to have to yank that one, Tom. Please go ahead and pull that for me. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Not a lot of time left in this segment or the show, so we should probably just get right to the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day. I want to play a little game here called I'm going to ask Brian a question and Tom a question, and I'd like to hear their answers. Brian, yes. nationally, what's the number one story today? Nationally? Yes. LeBron James. Tom? LeBron going to the Lakers. So when I flip on Get Out or Get Up or whatever the bleep they call it on ESPN2 these days with Mike Greenberg and what's-her-face and what's-his-former-basketball-player. Dummy. And they're talking about fixing soccer. It shocked me a little bit. Because, number one, the United States soccer team ain't playing in the World Cup. Number two, the PKs have been incredibly entertaining. And number three, how freaking American is this that we don't like the sport here the way that they... Flash flood warning. For the following counties in Pennsylvania, Allegheny, and Washington, the National Weather Service in Pittsburgh has issued a flash flood warning for northwestern Washington County in southwestern Pennsylvania. Northwestern Allegheny County in southwestern Pennsylvania until 8.45 p.m. At 6.50 p.m., radar indicated heavy rain in the warned area. Flash flooding expected. Estimated rainfall up to one inch. Additional rainfall up to one inch. Some locations that may experience flooding include McCandless Township, Moon Township, Franklin Park, Hampton Township, Robinson Township, Economy, Ambridge, Wexford, Coriopolis, Cubically, Harmony Township, Gibsonia. This includes the following highways, Pennsylvania Turnpike between mile markers 30 and 37. Interstate 79 in Pennsylvania between mile markers 37 and 49. Parkway North between mile markers 10 and 13. Turn around, don't drown. Most flood fatalities occur in vehicles. 
Please report flooding by calling 412-262-1988, posting to the National Weather Service Pittsburgh Facebook page, or using Twitter at NWS Pittsburgh. And that's how I'd fix ESPN. Brilliant. Woo! Other crap. Johnny Menzel didn't start in his first Canadian Football League game. Surprised he couldn't crack the lineup. Woo! Other crap. LeBron James signed with the Lakers. More like L.A. Bron. Am I right? Woo! Other crap. Ty Lue has now been promoted to head coach of the Cavaliers. Woo! Other crap. Derek did the Jazz a favors by signing a two-year deal. Woo! Other crap. They found the missing Thai youth soccer team found in a cave. Still have yet to find the United States men's soccer team. Woo! Other crap. What happened there? It's been, oh, jeez. It's been like 745 days since basketball won a conference game. <laughs> it's time for the three stars of the show. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, Adam Crowley. I don't like the drama. Did you hear about Becky's breath? Not real. Did you hear about him? I hate the drama. I hate the talking behind people's backs. Did you hear about the lips too. Little injection there. Fabulous. <laughs> second star. Tonight's second star of the show, the sun. Did you guys know that the sun rises at like 5:45? Yes, I did. I did actually. That's wild. I never. Yeah. I just always thought the sun was up. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I didn't know when it, where it came from. <laughs> and it was just. I don't know. It was surprising to me. How about that? Look at that sun. It comes up. First star. And tonight's first star of the show, Brian LaMartina. It's a cheap, dirty hit. Just no respect amongst players. The cheap, dirty hit. It's one of the most arrogant organizations in the league. The cheap, dirty hit. It's sickening. It's just a cheap, dirty hit. Just go stand somewhere else. They whine about this stuff all the time, and look what happens. Sickening. Have you ever fought before? You were probably beat up in the bus stop most of the time. He pisses me off. I don't know what the hell it is. I wish I could give you an explanation about it. I can't. I thought the game just sucked. I would have asked for my money back if I watching that thing. Don't put words in my mouth. Kiss my ass. Shut up. Could you get me the hell out of here, please? Tomorrow on the show, Jason Mackey joins the program, and Jack Johnson will play some of his music. See you then. Good work, boys. Good to be back. I hate the oh, sun. Oh, it's uh, good, to be, good to have you back. Yeah, I mean, what the hell happened yeah, sorry. there? It's uh, good to have you back, man. reciprocation would have been nice. <laughs> we, we missed you? Yeah, good we to talk to you. you? Yeah, it's been a blast, Tom. Hey, Tom, try to speak better tomorrow. Yeah, please. I need to just work on that crap. Maybe practice in front of the mirror. Mackie, 420. I don't know what else.